Watson. And I'm Bree Watson. Um, how's it going, eh? It's going pretty good. Bree was stuck in some traff today. I sure was, but I'm glad I'm here now. Uh, in the pod basement. In the, yes. Yeah, we're gonna have to get those panels that Mark Marin had his <laughs> little kid made. I mean, he's not a little kid. Not a little still. kid. He's a grown adult man yeah. <laughs> who does audio solutions. Yes. Yes. Audio solutions. I don't know. Anyway, is it hot? You you want the? We don't want the seventies recording right. studio we vibe. Don't, we don't want. But I love Steely Dan. <laughs> anyway, this is only relevant if you listen to the most recent episode of WTF. Mur, mur, mur. Oh, Ooh, it's been a you while. Got one. It's been a while since we have had our mandatory Marin. Yes, uh, but we're here to talk about the episode that we recorded with Kate Fenton. Oh, we're talking about our podcast, not yeah, somebody else. Somebody else. So I guess the first podcast we mentioned. In our own podcast, uh-huh. should probably be our okay. Own well, podcast. we'll we'll work on that going forward. Going forward, the next one we'll try again. Right. Let me talk to you about the latest episode of Beautiful Anonymous. No, <laughs> <laughs> Kate Fenton, actor, improviser, content creator. She's got this really cool web series uh, pilot. Well, no teaser. She told us. Yep. Teaser coming out. Uh, and a mom. And she's a mom. So she's got she's that constant busy, struggle. Yeah, busy lady. She's got this uh, uh, new project called Band Ladies coming out, and she'll tell you about it in uh, in this episode. Very lovely lady. Hardworking lady. Yeah, and uh, if you get a chance, go check out the trailer and uh, send her some... Love. Yeah. Because and, and trailer looks pretty and hits. kick-ass. It does look pretty kick-ass. But before we get to talk to her, why don't we talk? Uh, why don't we do a little chicken? How about we don't? Why? Uh, I don't. Wait, wait, what? Chicken. Okay. <laughs> yes, let's do a chicken. Mm-hmm. We're mm, mm-hmm. delicious. Is there buffalo sauce? No. Tell me what you've been up to. Fuck all. What do you mean, fuck all? I've taken notes. Uh, I've gone through all Catherine's edits and just noted down what I got to do. And I'm yes. like, I don't want to do any of this. Can uh, I just not do anything and go play to. golf? Resistance. Or oh, whatever. Resist- Isn't that what you used to tell me it was? What is yeah, it? Yeah. Resistance. Wait, what? Like that Don't you song. have that book? <laughs> oh, I give that to? Resistance. I think I did that last time. I sung that Muse song. Oh, my God. We were talking about just repeating ourselves now. Okay. Okay, so edit your thing because next month. I want this done. Mm, no wine. It's hard. <laughs> well, that being said, I still haven't finished my pilot, so. Oh, well, let's uh, focus on that. <laughs> but then. I've been doing other things. Yeah, doing your bujo doesn't count for it. No, but I mean, this is all work that I've done not, that is not just bujo. <laughs> Bree, the top 20 is bujo editing. <laughs> bujo, bujo, bujo. No, that's not true. Wait, that was the, he was the head of the UN for a while, right? Bujo, bujo, bujo. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. I don't know. Butros, butros, golly. There it is. Uninformed. Fun name. Yes. I was like, hey, okay. Well, I've been doing shows, so I'll tell you what I've been up to. Let's go backwards. Teaching a bunch, getting ready for Improv Niagara's uh, big anniversary show. It's happening on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, teaching, teaching, teaching. Filling out, like, I filled out my first grant application for Improv Niagara. Oh, okay. Yeah. To who? Like Arts Canada or something? No, it was the city. Improv the, Canada. Improv Canada. Yeah, the Improv... Oh, man. Could you imagine? The Improv <laughs> the de- Fund of Canada. The Ministry of Improv. Yeah, I want to work there. Uh, no, it was to the city of St. Catharines. They have a... They had a thing that I applied to. Okay. A uh, bunch of shows. So many shows and meetings and shows. Oh, I've uh, asked to work with a Toronto Argos fan site blog. 
I volunteered. Oh, cool. To do writing. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I guess that that's counts. a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. I did a thing. Have you written anything yet? Uh, no, I'm I'm like stage two of uh, we'll let you know. Ah. So oh. I passed stage one of like we're kind of interested. What are your hours? Here's some oh. questions and like. Are what we are allowed you... to know what the blog is? Or are you gonna? Oh, I could just chill? throw it out there. Um. As soon as I remember what it's called. Sure. So. You go ahead, and I'll just scream it at the microphone. You know what was fun that I did this month? Hmm. I uh, was a, a guest judge uh, at uh, Brock University's Improv Summit. Nice. Anyway, what's the name of the Argos blog? Admirals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a guest improv, and then another guest, a couple guest spots, which was fun. Uh, and I continue to enjoy my Herald class because it's very good, and we're learning some like really good shit. Anyway, that's my check, and that was my march. All right, so we're doing, we're doing things. We're doing stuff and things, but we're avoiding. <laughs> yeah. Some of the righty yeah, things I get, that we I, should be I'm doing. I'm gonna do it. We should like message each other publicly on Instagram to show that we're doing it. You know, like people do that with like workouts. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, we do know somebody who does that with workouts. Oh, Erica. I think since last we potted, I tried doing some yoga and put my neck out for a oh, week. Oh, no. <laughs> Yoga's supposed to be so good. No, I was totally like Terry Crews in the oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, no. <laughs> Nick doesn't do yoga. <laughs> I, uh, I've been in the garden and I, like, rip, like, so the, like, not the garden, the, like, there's, like, a bunch of trees in the back. The backyard. The backyard. I've been yarding. There's trees, and I had to cut the branches because they're getting out of control, and they're going over the neighbor's fence, and yada, yada, yada. So, I like, I, and we also have this thing called Virginia Creeper. <laughs> I know. That's total serial killer. <laughs> I know. The Virginia Creeper. Oh, I'm going to get you. Oh, no, oh. I'm not. <laughs> it, and the it, worst killer ever. Uh, yeah. No confirmed He doesn't kill. do anything. He just creeps, creeps around. Yeah. Uh, but it's this, it, it like it, the colors look so beautiful in the fall. Yeah. But apparently it has these berries that like kill any animal that eats them. Uh-huh. So they're, well, they're poison. Death berries. I know. So it looks pretty, but, and, and it also but like. all the carcasses. I know. And it just grows like, like, like everywhere. Like so weeds. Like it's a weed. Yeah. Uh, and so I had to rip a bunch of Virginia creeper. And the next day my like forearm was like killing me. Uh-huh. I was like, it's gardening for crying out loud. Anything else? Any other check-in stuff? Uh, no, I think we got it covered. Cool. Well, then why don't we uh, send check you... In ch- with we this can, ep- we can <laughs> check in with this episode uh, featuring Kate Fenton. I think you're going to enjoy it. Enjoy! We're here with uh, improviser, actor, content creator... Hashtag content creator. Hashtag content <laughs> creator, Kate Fenton... Welcome to The Constant Thank Struggle, Thank you. Kate. How are you? Good, how are you? Thank you for coming here to The Constant Struggle. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Well, thank you. More like for thank you me. for inviting us to, to come, come to you. To you so that we you can could record. come here. Yeah. The Constant yes. Struggle. It's very convenient. Yay. <laughs> the podcast that comes to you. Yeah. Why not? Like, literally and into your ears. There you go. I mean, uh, a lot of podcasts do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what they do. Okay. Traveling podcasts. No, I mean going to the your This is your hood of yeah. the traveling podcast. But you make it even more convenient because the guest doesn't have to come to you. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to go anywhere. I mean, next Except level would be we would bring Kate to all our listeners individually and they could... No. That sounds exciting. That's, <laughs> yeah. We don't have the budget for that. No, no, no. Kate, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, why, why, don't, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What uh, You're an actor. 
I'm an actor. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and a comedian and an improviser. How'd you how yeah. did you get into this stuff? This stuff? Were you always a... Well, my parents were actors. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh! <laughs> which is actually... What a twist. <laughs> yeah, more of an incentive not to do it. Um, yeah, so my dad was a... was Well, my dad was like an everything kind of guy, but he was in Turco at Second City in like the 70s. Wow. Um, what and was it, his name? His name was Don Fenton. Oh, well, that makes sense. Um, yep. Last name wise. <laughs> yes. Same. Very close to my name. Um, yeah. And then I, I went to an arts high school here in Toronto. Oh, which one? Um, Etobicoke School of the Arts. Oh, cool. And I went to Young People's Theatre for a long time. Cool. When you were a young people. When I was a young people. And then I have taught there for uh, over a decade. Did oh, you guys cool. like to around and present issues-based theater to young kids? So, there was a time when Young People's Theater toured. Mm. It has not toured for a very long time. Like maybe 20 years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it, they did, there was a time in like Canadian theater where there was a lot more funding to mm. tour companies across the country and throughout the provinces. Um, and that ended Time has passed. Pretty abruptly. Oh. <laughs> and has never really been resurrected. Wow. So touring theater is pretty expensive, so they don't do it anymore. Okay. And there are other companies that, like, go into schools and perform, whereas YPT is, like, it's a theater that you come to. Oh, right? okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then I went I went to theater school, and I dropped out. And then oh. I... Why'd um, you drop out? I dropped out because theater school is fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> which one did you go york to? university okay oh yeah. all right also um, it's far away <laughs> it's also far away but it's kind of bonkers and then i met alan gutman oh i love him who knew my dad because he was musical director sense. back when my dad was there um so i started taking improv alan classes. gutman is the improv or was the improv teacher at humber, at humber. When i was there nick, oh, i'm okay. feeling naked because yes. you looked sad because you didn't, you didn't know, know what we were talking nope. about yeah. I was thinking, I was but like that's that i took a class with him and it was right around the time that the humber college program was being created and so he was like i want you to come and be in this program i want you so then i did so that you guys are like x-men first class of clown college <laughs> totally right yeah. my husband makes jokes all the time he's like well you must be funny because you went to comedy school. Wow. <laughs> oh, I get that joke all the time. I too. know, <laughs> but yeah. So then, no, they'll let anybody. They'll <laughs> exactly. You got money, ha, they'll let you ha, Breather, our only sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're not. <laughs> oh, right, right. Uh, that being said, I should talk to them. Yeah. So you were at Humber in its first year, the very first year. How did that go? Um, it was more insane than theater school. <laughs> what? Was that a one? Was that what it was? It was a, a one-year one program, okay. and like, uh, who are the people that were in my class? Like Mark Forward and okay. Deborah DiGiovanni, um, and Jeanette Moore, who actually was a tour co um, person too. Her and I ended up doing our masters years later, and had a theater company for ten years. Oh, cool! So we met there first, um, but yeah, so it was. It was a really, like, unfortunate introduction into the comedy world because it was incredibly sexist and, like, horribly what? competitive. And <laughs> oh, my God. All those things. So then I, I was like, ah, theater school was hell. Comedy school was horrible. So I don't know what the hell I want to do. Right. So I meandered for a long time. 
Okay. So we're learning that arts people are horrible, horrible humans. Well, or you know, <laughs> at least in like st- in the stand-up world, there's a lot more aggression and anger and oh, rage. and evil. It's just <laughs> like a lot of pain. Yeah. Lot, yeah. A lot guess, of pain. Uh, just so, so much hate. So yeah. much has to go wrong in your life to think I need to stand in front of strangers and make them all by laugh. myself and talk about myself and talk about like the bad things about myself that I think they'll laugh at. Yeah. Like it's a really weird. But that, but that thing. aren't funny. That are that are like no, you should be talking to a therapist about. Well, this. sometimes Not, I mean there are some yeah. like pretty amazing. I mean I That's have true. always okay. loved stand up. So like there are some pretty spectacular comedians who are able to like. Right. turn it into a joke yeah but there's a and then sometimes of... the ones who are even like so good at it you find out are just pieces of shit well that's life anyway. yeah, yeah like the heartbreaking people that we've all listened to for many many yeah years uh, so is that why you went to Humber originally because you wanted to do stand-up i think um I don't know, because I, wa- I spent a lot of years growing up, like, with Monty Python and SNL and, like, and listened. Yeah, yeah, and I listened to all the, like, um, uh, who are the dudes? The brothers. Um, Bob and Doug? So, yeah, Bob and Doug. I listened to all their albums, and uh, but I also watched, like, Caroline's Comedy Club. Right. Like, all Ooh. the time when it used to be on at, like, 11 o'clock, you could watch stand-up after... Like much music or something like that. That was the yeah. hardcore version because everyone else got evening at the improv. Yeah, <laughs> well, Caroline's I was like, too, I but need Caroline's more. Caroline's was the best. <laughs> but yeah, so um, and when I was at Humber, we got to go to New York and perform at what? Caroline's Comedy Club. Which Where was do they do like, that anymore? That was a pretty. Did like, they like not have the the affiliation with Yuck Yucks at the time? They did with Mark Breslin in Toronto. So we performed at Yuck Yucks a lot, but okay. then we went to Tro- to New York because we also had a teacher there whose name I can't remember now. Uh, I can remember no one's name. If I missed you yesterday, I don't know your Super name. important. Yeah, can't remember. Not a name dropper. Don't remember anybody's name. Um, but he was based out of New York, and he came up and did stand-up oh. with us a bit. Like, Larry Horowitz was there, but there was yeah. another dude. Yeah, Larry and wasn't a New York guy. Larry no. So we went guy. to, like, be with this New York guy, and... Um, that's cool. Where did, did you show that to places? Did they like pay for you? And then Applebee's or a Red Roof or something like that. Applebee's is a restaurant. It's a re- yeah. <laughs> There's a Red Wait roof. a minute. We stayed at a. It's a Red Roof. We probably ate at Applebee's. <laughs> like uh, in town or like? No, did they make like you in, stay Jersey, in Jersey. Yeah, somewhere. there it is. Yeah. Yeah. They made you stay by the airport, probably. Yeah, and we got yeah. like bust in. Yeah, that sounds. To about do our it. show. <laughs> Just like they do. Just like all the New York That's comics it. do. Totally. You were like, oh, this is what it is. This is Living the life. Experience. And that was when the Phil Hartman Award first, the inauguration of that. Which yeah. I don't know if it still exists, but it, it did for I a think time. so. What is it? What is it? It was an award in comedy to, like, in honor of Phil Hartman because it was shortly after he died. So then we did another amazing show in Brantford. That Lauren Michaels was at. What? Yeah, it was bonkers. And um, Did was you that the name him? of the club? Uh, no. Bonkers. Yeah. Hey, bonkers. Trying to no. <laughs> but uh, uh, you, you didn't go to comedy school. <laughs> no, I want people. I want you to. I want people to hear the air <laughs> out of the room. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, Lauren Michaels was there. And so did you so meet Lauren? I never met him. Uh, I met like Lubagoy, and I actually. Wait. Oh, yeah. um, from yeah, that's a name I haven't heard. Her name Lubagoy, because yeah. she was no, one of what? the... Air Force. Okay, Air Force, yeah. 22 minutes. Air no. 
not as funny as Twin to me. Ooh, Why you were heard they... it here first. <laughs> um, were they there like scouting? They were jurors. Or? So yeah, oh, so Lauren Michaels cool. was there scouting. Dave. Um, Chappelle? No, no, you're going to know. <laughs> now you're going to know Thomas. how I can't remember anybody. Dave name. Thomas. No, new. Uh, Dave Foley. Kids in the Hall. New Kids in the Hall. Dave Foley. So he <laughs> was like the uh, MC or whatever. Okay. Because so it was kind of on. It was the very first one. So it was like this big yeah, honor yeah. to Phil Hartman. Uh-huh. Sean Cullen was there like mm. auditioning. Okay. So there was a handful of people that ended up going to SNL to audition. Oh. I was not one of them. <laughs> oh, interesting. But I was one of the nominees for the award. Cool. With Deborah and Mark Forward Mark, okay. and a couple other people. And Jeanette, too. Um, and Jason Ross. Jason. Anyways, he's a stand-up now in, like, the UK. In, oh. the, in the world of, like... Tom Green. He's that kind of. Oh, okay. Is it Rouse? Yeah, Rouse. Jason yeah. Rouse. I met him once. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, he, yeah. But I he was vibe. like up and coming at the time, so there was a lot of attention around him as a comedian. Yeah, I feel like his vibe is like, raw. Very raw. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's Very sick. just like oh, Tom Green, like bar. Yeah, that's Pull a good some point. spaghetti out of your nose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's so that it. was a weird time. But that was great. That was like doing comedy in front of like, 1,200 people. That's amazing. It was an awesome show. Because now, like, the biggest show you get at, for Amber is your, like, end of two-year performance at Second City, which is still nice. But it doesn't people. feel big. But it's not 1,200 people. Yeah. 300 is not 1,200 people. Yeah. Math. Yes. <laughs> it's a quarter of the... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> She's good. I can do grade one math. <laughs> Nick, you I mean, four. fractions aren't... In grade one, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go back. I saw that uh, you studied at RADA. I, yeah. What was that like? I that mean, was t- loud I was there. I did a Shakespeare summer camp uh-huh. there. So, um, uh, yeah, so we were there for like, I don't remember, five weeks maybe, doing a Midsummer Night's Dream and like. Is that in London? Yeah. In London, okay. yeah. Did you guys do anything at the Globe or anything? No, we went and saw shows yeah, at the Globe. Nice. And, and like, really, because, again, I was there in, like, 97 or 98 so, or something. So it was, like, right when the Globe had just reopened been, or re- yeah. been like, rebuilt. Built. Yeah, so it was, like, a big So it had that new be... Shakespearean Globe Theater style. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> a lot of cedar. <laughs> a lot of cedar. And I was, like. Do they still have the, like, you have to sit down on, you can sit on the floor. and You can stand, oh, the groundlings. Because yeah. we were yeah. poor, so yeah. we just had, like, our elbows on the stage. Oh, my God. And it was a huge uh, open thing yeah. and raining. So oh, we were, like, yeah. covered so in plastic cool. with our hands. And I was, like, 19 or something. And, like, this, this is, is the best. Yeah. 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 So awesome. when you're 19, that's awesome. It was so yeah. great. <laughs> I, I think I would still enjoy that. I think so. Yeah, like, like once. Other time I'd be, like, put a fucking roof on this thing. <laughs> totally. what, what well, and it, okay, so I said I wouldn't name drop it. Now I will name drop it. Um, <laughs> Kenneth Rana. No, Jessica Spielberg was in my class. Wow. And so she was like up in like box seats because oh. she had money and we didn't. <laughs> but we were having so much Maybe fun. Maybe she didn't and it just CGI'd it up. Totally. <laughs> that she ended up was like, I'm coming down to the ground links because it's way better down here. And you're like, yes, come down to our level. Come down to our level. Where we get spit on literally by yeah. the actors. Oh, 
But yeah, so you don't notice it because the rain. Yeah, so exactly. It's all mixed in. Like, that feels a little warmer. Maybe. But it was fun. I really wanted to go to school in England, mm. and my mother had gotten into Rada and Bristol Vic, and then her mother got oh, okay. really sick, and she uh, came back to uh, Canada and like ended up on a totally different trajectory. Right. And is now actually in England training for voice training oh. at the moment. So she like became a lawyer, and then after 25 years, sold her house and like Moved went in. to do an MFA in. That's what you wanted London. to do 25 that's how, years ago. That's how you do 40 it. 40 years ago. Yeah, that's that's the path. Why yeah. not? Yeah. It's a, yeah. So, yeah, but I didn't end up go. I never got into any of the three-year programs. So your well, your family's very artsy. Theatrical. Theatrical. What three? What other? Oh, at the at Rada. Yeah, that's what you asked about. Yeah, it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my constant struggle. Is like wanting to. I Live wanted a, to be like a Shakespearean actor uh-huh. but my like wanting to like do dumb <laughs> sketch and improv and create my own stuff was like always clashing against, clashing against this like take me seriously and well but what if we just do this? well you know the most popular and longest running improv show in chicago is the improvised shakespeare, shakespeare. Mm-hmm. yeah well you know i remember a hundred years ago when the tim sims theater existed yeah. in like the building that is now a condo across the street from <laughs> <Yeah>. there <laughs> and they had the one they like moved forward and then moved, pushed back yes, yes. <laughs> so bizarre yep but they used to have sin city okay back when like peter aldridge oh, and so funny, so funny. So this is that guy he oh right oh yeah, yeah he's yeah. one of the funniest like second city alum um, and him and Lisa Merchant was in it too. And he would just like break into like Romeo and Juliet. So like cool. he would just pull out Shakespeare. Drop a monologue. Yeah. In this like bizarre improvised soap opera. Oh, cool. It was one of the, my favorite like improvised shows to this day. There hasn't really been a similar kind of thing. I mean, yeah. probably Toronto, I Love You. I, yeah, which I haven't seen yet. But yeah, it's it's equally like. Did you used to go to the National Theater of the World shows? Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, and that's a funny like. This is my life: is watching other people get successful around me and beyond me. Oh, that's really fun. That's what I do. <laughs> I like spend a lot of time with lots of people who get really successful. Awesome. And I was in Freedom. a meeting. Looking good for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep talking. Keep. Uh, so Jeanette Moore and I, who did run a theater company called the Quickening Theater for a long. Time. That's right. Um, that explains With my your, husband. That explains yeah, your, okay, my email. So your husband is also artsy. Yeah. So we, Look at all this artsy. We constantly so struggle. <laughs> We're so fucking broke. All the time. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Jeanette and I met up. I don't know, it was like 2008 with Alan Gutman. And we were like, we're we're trying to like figure out a form where we can take our like theater background and bring in our improv. And like, how do we mix these two together? And we're like coming up with all these different ideas. Like we're doing Chekhov, but we're improvising. Like how do we make this thing? Second City came about. And we're, yes, we're like jamming (laughs) with him. And then like two weeks later, Matt Barham, Naomi Sneakus are doing theater. And that's what it is. It's them like they open an envelope and they're like, we're going to be doing a play in the Uh, like idea of Tennessee Williams or whatever. And then they would do it, and we were like, and they did it, like, brilliantly. We're like, (laughs) okay, that idea is over. (laughs) (laughs) But it was so fun. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Such is life. 
But so what did you, what uh, what other kind of theater then did the Quickening make? Well, we got, that's when we started to get into, like, we just want to make our own stuff. Because cool. we'd been doing a lot of Shakespeare, and a lot of Shakespeare, we'd been touring Shakespeare for kids for, like, a long time. Oh. The three of us were, like, in a company together. How does that work? Um, just, like, doing Shakespeare productions that are geared toward high schools mm-hmm. and then traveling around and taking to said high to or to high like or? specific we'd go to ottawa and be like housed in one theater and then schools would come to oh, us there oh wow or we'd okay. be in toronto and then schools would come to us here nice. what was it called it was called the classical theater project they're still around i you i worked for them did you one summer <laughs> i had to make phone calls to schools yeah oh, and okay. be like and try to get bookings yeah yeah so it was a crazy schedule What's, what was the language like in that did you have to modernize it a bit nope we would just do it but they would be studying the plays and so we would just bring them to life in a way that was a bit more accessible for it, kids who are like we read this in english and it's so boring I, it's amazing hearing shakespeare after you've read it your whole yeah career. Like, and you, oh and i get like, everything oh now i understand it's a play <laughs> yeah yeah and so it was that in the vein of that and we would do workshops and teach them like do games and stuff and do scenes with them and like get them to understand the language in a way that was more accessible. Oh, that's fun. Wow. We did that like for a Mac long time. Homer. Remember that? Mm. Like Macbeth, but like Yeah, exactly. Like Homer. Yeah. Simpson. And then people were like, oh, this play is actually a cool story. Right. You know, like, Homer right? Simpson told me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess while we were doing that, we were like, why don't we just produce our own shows? Yeah. We're working so hard and making like peanuts. Why don't we just make peanuts doing our own stuff? Yeah. Which is, you know, that should be my autobiography. Making peanuts. Doing your own stuff. Doing your own stuff. Um, (laughs) Your TED Talk. Yeah, exactly. You want to make peanuts because I know how. (laughs) (laughs) But my children are allergic. (laughs) Yeah. So then we started writing original pieces. So we produced theater that we wrote and we all like plays and stuff. And we would direct them and like take turns being in them, directing them, producing them, writing them. Cool. Where'd you, uh, where would you perform? All over. So we do fringe festivals. We also did a couple residencies in Vancouver and at Theatre Pass Marai. Cool, and then cool. we produced our, we would like independently produce them. So my husband won a Dora and we got a few nominations. Oh, nice. Through that process. Nick, I don't know. You know I do not know what a Dora is. Doris. Well, some Torontonians like to call them the Toronto Tony. Yep. <laughs> they don't quite have the same weight as a Tony Award. Because uh-huh. <laughs> you can win them and still make peanuts. <laughs> yep. Um, but they're like the Toronto Theater Award. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So that's what we did until we started having babies, and then we we were we had a board member who was an accountant, and uh-huh. he was on our board for accounting help. And he was really cool, and everything worked out fine. He was really cool, <laughs> and he sat me down with my baby, Aww. and was like, "You need to do something else because oh. this is not making you enough money." Yeah, and so. Then, then that's where like I shifted gears into film and TV and was like, let's oh, do, where all the money is. Let's do commercial work. Who cares? So, yes. Yeah. So, so did you you book a bunch of commercials and stuff, or do you do a lot of that, of that still? Yeah, I'm, I do a lot of commercials. Yeah. And then ideally, I do some film and TV. Cool. But that's more. I thought you did some. Sporadic. You were at TIFF or some stuff. One a short film that I did was at TIFF. Nice. How was that? Exciting or? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, that was a long time ago. Oh, okay. But um. Yeah, that was a cool 
short where we did like most of it underwater and I like, swam underwater with the camera and stuff. Where? Just where, in like a suburban pool. Pool. Okay. What kind of camera was that? What kind of? What were you shooting it on? That's. 16 um, back then? I have no idea. Oh, was it film? <laughs> was... job to know. Oh, I assumed you were I assumed directing it. it and... No, I was just in it. Okay, cool. I think it was it was digital, but okay. it was like 2009, so it still would have been like could have been a early red. on stuff. It was before the red. Oh, all right. But it was cool because it was like encased in this whole yeah. like fancy thing, and then I got to like swim with it to do my <laughs> POV and stuff. So it was cool. That was a cool... That was just a fun, like, project, all in all. So now I feel like what I do is, like, the fringe of uh, film. film. It's like web series. So tell us about this new web series you're working on. Well, I created it with Molly Flood and Dana Podicombe, and we became, like, soul sisters in, <laughs> in the long-form program because we're all actors who, like, came to... Were you all put in the same troupe to begin? We were in the long form uh, program together. Then our abracadaver was all of us together. We did this sketch aside. conservatory together too. So oh, cool. We just like spent four years together. I find it interesting that people call it the sketch conservatory. We used to just call it the conservatory. I know, but it was because the long form conservatory yeah. existed. And I guess now that it doesn't exist. Now anymore, that it's just, just the conservatory. conservatory yeah. Where is that at? Second City. Yeah. At Second City, yeah. Okay, so you all did your sketch conservatory together. You all played your uh, long form conservatory together, and you could. Then we had a troop for a couple of years. Yes. Yeah. So in that time, we came up with this idea of the band ladies. Oh, cool. And um, and so finally, like what sat down and wrote mean? it. I know because it's so comfy. <laughs> when did you guys start with the band ladies? How long has it been? We really didn't start writing until like this pat like six months ago. Okay, cool. Wow. All right. Um, but we had the idea banding around for a couple of years. Oh, that's a good choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> so what is band ladies? Band ladies is a group of women who are fed up and on the cusp of middle age who take their book club and turn it into a punk rock band. Oh, so good. <laughs> I love the 360 of it. Uh, yeah. The club is so reserved. It's basically fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, for me, it's so much about, I mean, it, it, it has a lot to do with, like, hitting 40 and being like, what, what the, the fuck is going on? When did you hit it? Yeah. When did I turn 40? I'm going to be 42 this year. Okay. Um, I'm going through 40 right now. 40. I mean, everybody has, like, a existential crisis at 40. Fair enough. And then eventually you're like, oh, this is just what it is. It's just a permanent existential crisis. Like, <laughs> not not to take away from the reality Preach. of mental health. So it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better. Like, <laughs> That's the name of this one. It, really, it doesn't get better. You just get used to it. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> I believe that to be true. Um... <laughs> How do you feel about that, Nick? Fine. <laughs> well, you have gone. There is. You know? There's just so much anxiety. And then, I don't know, you, yeah. I, I think it's important to realize that nothing matters. <laughs> well, you know, I had this conversation. It's really funny. My dad uh, was talking to me the other day, and he was like, you know, I met with my dentist, and my <laughs> dentist just got back from Tanzania where she was helping a village with water because the, okay, some things the children have no access to water. And he's like, 
So it really helped me put some things into perspective. No kidding. And maybe I work really hard and I don't make as much money as I used to or as much as I'm I should, but like I I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can drink water. Yeah. And it you know, I it's a funny thing to be an artist who's like always <laughs> trying to make choices right. that are like artistic and there are people like we need water and like yeah. i can make you a nice painting on the pump <laughs> yeah you're like i They're can't like, can i can't do anything practical yeah. but i think that's part of it is like we always like are self-deprecating because we can't we it's so hard to value what we do because there isn't really a clear well, monetary value and there isn't a practical application so you're always spinning in this thing of like, I have to prove that I have value to myself, to the world, to the government, to my friends, to mm -hmm. my parents, to my even landlord. Even though there's so much like evidence that art can be very healing. And Absolutely. Very, yes. yeah, but as a society, it doesn't have value. It, no, It's exactly. higher up on the Maslow scale of then, It then is, yeah. than your needs. Yeah. And yeah. so, and then when you get into like what is value, like what the commercial thing is, and what we choose to consume, and like how much, like there's such a massive gap between like making a living and being a millionaire, right? Like there people, doesn't seem to be a middle ground. There, it's really hard to have a middle ground, and you have people like Larry Horowitz would be like a middle ground person. Like right. that is a person who has a stand up career, yeah. and makes like a hundred grand a year. Does he still? Do stand-up, though, or is I it all know. teaching now? I don't... It might also, be he's all in teaching. poor health. <laughs> right. So who knows what he's doing yeah. anymore. But there is... Like, there is a middle ground there, but then people are super judgmental of that. Like, yeah. are you satisfied as a creative person? Right. Like, if have you're you living in this out? mediocre yeah. world? I guess it might depend on what you're creating. And, yeah, and, and how you feel. And so, why you're creating And why you're creating it. out of what you do. I guess. Yeah. And that you have to be the arbiter of what yeah. the value of that is. And so you might make a decision like I do frequently to do something that is like fulfilling my soul, but isn't fulfilling Your my bank book. account. Yeah. 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 Which <laughs> pocketbook. What about what about? Hopefully band ladies isn't going to be that. Hopefully yeah. band ladies will actually put some money in my bank account. That's right. It'll get picked up. It'll. We'll, we'll get the funding yeah. from IPF. That'll so be a yeah. start. What's the IPF? Uh, the IPF is the Independent Production Fund, and it's a fund that is designed for, like, short-form digital content. And who, I know it says independent, independent, the artists are independent. Who funds it? Is it a government? It's, yeah, I grant, think. I think. It's a fund, so okay. it's not quite a grant because they don't just give right. you the money. Okay. There is a, like, a, it's equity. Equity. Um, yeah, so, so they, people are giving you money. They give us money with, with right. some expectation that if there was ever any income, oh, okay. like any profit, then they would get a return on All it. All right, so you guys still have to figure out how to make money after. You well, you would get sell it. To, ideally, you would get money to make the thing, and then you would sell it to. A yeah, I would think company. like. Oh, okay. See, yeah. Well, we would. Yeah, oh, yes. like we will incorporate as our own production company, oh, cool. and then we will hire out our producers. And and we'll get tax credits and collect monies together 
to pay for the cost of that. So then once the entire thing is done, then what happens with distribution and like broadcasters there, if there's money that comes from that, right. If all of the expenses have been covered, then we can start paying some portion back to, so are like are you hoping for like a Netflix kind of thing? Well, I guess it's like too far ahead. Is I think like ahead? CBC Originals right. is one of the avenues. Crave also. Oh, that's right because it's but like, because we're working with Highball TV, they're a streaming platform, right. and they they have a relationship with um, Amazon Prime. Oh, cool. All oh, right. So there is a universe in which like we could produce our web series, and put it on Amazon Prime, and then there would be, like, a, uh, I don't know how the money works, but the money comes in. So, like, everybody, like, like subscribes to... Yeah, and then, like, Highball gets paid a certain amount, and then we get paid a certain amount, and whatever we get paid, we have to give back to the To everybody who's like, oh! But ideally, what we, what the, like, our, we would have fees in our budget so that we'll get paid to make it. Yeah. But then I don't know what happens At, when, if, right. if Netflix is like, we want to buy, I don't know that they do short form. But CBC what, Originals yeah, I forgot that it was What the, is the short form? Like how long? Like anywhere between series. three to ten minute episodes okay. as opposed to like 30 or 60. Right. Yeah, I forgot for a second that it was for web series. Yeah. <laughs> and so you could get like, you could get a development deal of like, we really like your web series, we want to turn so it into a TV show. Yeah. yeah. And so then as creators, like Molly and Dana and I own our show. Right. And then either you're working out a deal where they're like, we want to buy your idea and we're going to take it and do something else. Yeah. Or we want to bring you with us. Right. Like Broad City. City. Yeah. They they kept ownership of their show and they were creators yes. who continued to produce their content. With, what was it, Comedy Central or? Yeah, I think so. And Amy Poehler was like the big oh, okay. uh, champion of that, that show. A girl, a girl, Amy. So you could have something like that happen. Nice. Um, but I think it's pretty common that people come by and go like, "We'll give you twenty five thousand dollars to take your idea." No. Oh. No. But even that's kind of like. And then like, they'll make all the money from it. Exactly. Right. But put other people in it. At the so. same time, $25,000 is. $25,000 is peanuts. Oh, right. <laughs> 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 was, yeah. In the but I know thing. how to make it. <laughs> <laughs> so right now you've shot the pilot. We, well, and not even really technically, we've shot oh. the teaser. The teaser. So the okay. teaser is just like a trailer. The pilot is actually a slightly the longer full, like, episode. episode. Yeah. yeah. And doesn't it's not quite exactly the same as the teaser. So you So the it. teaser is more like giving you the scope of the season okay. arc. Cool. Of like where it's headed. Well that makes sense. It looked really good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Our DOP is a pretty like amazing cinematographer and molly is a fabulous director molly directed it. yeah okay um we really wanted her to be in it but she 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 was like no i'm going to do one job not 18 yeah Yeah. (laughs) but i i i do miss because there was like a thing that we uh kind of formulated in our minds together as performers yeah but but you also wanted her you can't do everything or did she want to direct was it well we she wanted to direct but we want we i was like you can do everything (laughs) girl power (laughs) (laughs) and she was like let's do it well that's a good point which is a good point yeah because i find like that's a constant question i have is like if i did one thing 
how successful would I be instead of constantly doing everything and kind of not always feeling like I'm doing any one thing really well. Yeah, that was like the problem at Humber too. It was like, here's stand-up, here's sketch, here's improv, here's this, here's that, here's that. Like, go for it. And then you're kind of like, man, I like them all. Yeah, what do I choose? There are some people who are like, no, I just want to do Mm stand-up. And usually those were the people who were not willing to give really a try to all the other stuff. And who are not ensemble based? No, they just generally. Work yeah. yeah, it's um, really hard to like improvise with stand-up comedians. Oh, it's <laughs> awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's it's, like a handful of them. It's can. a tricky. But usually they're also sketch comedians, or you know, yeah. like there's yeah, yeah. But then are they really like fundamentally pursuing stand-up? Because right. I feel like when you're right. when you're a stand-up comedian, like you really it's, it's hardcore stand-up. Yeah, yeah. It's like room after room, night after. Night. It is, and you really have to do it like every single day. Yeah, and and you have to be okay with like being alone. I'm I'm yeah. so not like I'm such a collaborative person. Like yeah. I like to make things with people. I prefer it, but I also get very frustrated when people don't have the same level of commitment. Sure. As I do. Yeah, and that is that is a thing. Like I think with Dana, especially because her and I have now worked together for. A, a few years because she also I brought her on as a writer when I was working on keeping it together which right. is the and that is still in development because we sort of shifted away from web series and we're like this is actually too big a story for it to be contained in like small Chunks. it needs to be a TV show so then yeah. we wrote our 40 page oh, pilot cool. and have been like working on that but her and I like I feel like you do you spend years and years and years and like we talk about all the time in the improv community like you're trying to find the people that yes. you want to work with all the time. Yeah. And and there is some like there's value to being thrown into different collections of people to try and like get comfortable as a performer with anyone, but the ones who are really successful have stayed together. Exactly. For 100 years. Like the sufferettes are the way they are exactly. because they always work together. Ryan, well, like Robin, uh, Aaron Adam. calls. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Robin like Adam the, and then Rob Baker and Jan. Yes, like, yeah, exactly. Duo. Like yeah. all these people have been together for a very long time and you get to know how each other thinks and yeah. how you like to play and you know what each other's weeks and weaknesses Strength, yeah. and strengths are and you can like make you know poke fun at those or lift them up lift them yeah, up and yeah. so those are the kind like S&P for a long time yeah there's a way that you like there's just you have to find your people find and then tribe. when you do then Hashtag you make find your tribe exactly Nick. <laughs> whereas Nick's a writer and he's like, like oh other people yeah my husband <laughs> is the same and he's like a theater based background actor oh. was like but he is very much like, I just want to write by myself and I don't want anybody to talk to me. INFP. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done your Myers Briggs? No. Oh. Do it later. It'll be fun. <laughs> so, so the characters, are they. Have they been friends for a long time? Like, why the punk band? Oh, the, book, the book club, have they been? Have yeah, they like, why band? Why did we go to punk band? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's, like, a real clear logic in terms <laughs> of Dana and Molly and I uh-huh. being, like, I just feel like I want to do that. And, like, Molly has a a legit background in music. And her and her husband have been in bands together. And he is a musician on his own. And he wrote our song. We wrote the lyrics, but he wrote the music. Oh, cool. Um, Do you play 
I now, now, I can claim that I play the bass. Oh, cool. I took music throughout my life. Like, I was, I learned the violin and the trumpet and the clarinet and the flute and, like, (laughs) played instruments, but never really fully. I was always, like, I don't have time to do that because I'm doing theater. Um, So... I really wanted to play an instrument, and I learned the guitar at some point, but very quickly forgot it too. Right. So I started playing yeah, you the have bass. Yeah, practice it all. The and time. Dana yeah. the same. She started. She's learning the drums. She's doing the drums. That's cool. And so, and and Molly had like learned this song when we were in. We'd both made music in our sketch conservatory right. show. Cool. And with Ayaka. Right. Who we collaborated with. Director, so yeah. we like and and Lisa Michelle. Who's also in it? She was in our original long form class, class and is a professional singer. Oh, right. So there was already like these people. We'd been like collaborating with each other on some level, musically in some capacity, and so we knew we the that we wanted to like take this. I feel like the book club is like this container that you're supposed to exist right. in, and the punk. Band is like blowing that up and feeling it. It's funny to have this conversation right after we spoke to Joe. Joe, I know, because he's in the opposite direction, and he's in the trailer. Nick was like, "Joe's in the trailer." Like, what's going on? We have to do this. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, Well, and we all, all of us are working with Joe. Joe's amazing. Yeah, Um, but yeah. So there, I feel like I don't know if it's. I can only speak for myself as, like, a mom and a woman and, like, all these containers that you feel like you're trying to, like, fit inside of. Mm-hmm. And then just as, like, a general misfit in the world, like, I I always, like, blow that shit up. And <laughs> any time I'm, like, getting close to being on some track that's, like, what I should be doing, then I veer away from it. I mean, blow that shit up is also a good a title. good title. There, there's lots I feel of like good that's... titles. <laughs> you, you've got your work cut out. There's just not a clear one. Um, yeah. So th- we were like, what? What is that? Like, how do you take the thing of like everything's fine? Ugh, we're reading the these books yeah. and we're like analyzing these characters who aren't real and feeling okay and drinking a little wine, bit too much yeah. wine and feeling like life is maybe gonna when really inside we're screaming yeah and then with like trump like opening the lid on insanity (laughs) and then like the like floodgates of sexual assault and abuse and harassment that has just been like a reality for so long like even this morning my husband and i got into an argument because all that stuff about the universities and all these like rich people yeah yeah and sam uh Samantha B, mm-hmm. who's like I can't tell jokes, so I will butcher her joke. But she was had the funniest statement on Twitter, like that was all caps saying like, you know, breaking news. <laughs> the rich people rich get into people get what, into universities. Yeah, yeah. That was and it's veered away from like. But she like she was able to like encapsulate it in the most effective way. I feel like Ned did something. Do you know similar? Ned Petrie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The story's interesting because similar. everyone thought it was happening. Everybody, Everybody knows, knew it but was this happening. is my whole but point. The, yeah. the people that got caught were doing it in a, such a stupid, stupid way. way. Like, why don't you just give them money so they go to because your they school? can get benefits yeah. from and because they're lying because their kids can't actually get into those schools. But dumb. Adam said this morning where he was like. Uh, it's just amazing to me that everybody's just like claiming like it wasn't. I, everyone has this 
feeling of like, what? <laughs> we didn't know this was going shocking. on. And I feel like we're the rest of us are like, it's not shocking. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. We've That's all known. Yeah. yeah, like we've all known all these things for so long. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I really people, these people just did it a really illegal way. Way. <laughs> but in but it's like this particular group of people, like rich white people, yeah. have been getting away with things for forever. Forever. Yeah. Like literally forever yeah. since the monarchy existed. Like it's right. forever. And then you think about like the Catholic Church and you're well, like, what? Yeah. I just can't even like yeah. It's really hard to to not want to blow the lid off of everything and that to me comes out in punk. I can't nice. say that I'm like a big fan of punk music because I don't but know. But you're getting there. It, <laughs> but I the e, like the ethos of it. Yeah. You're like it doesn't really matter that the music doesn't sound like music. It's the like screaming rage that needs to come like, out. Yeah. And the kind of like if you want to take it back to Shakespeare, it's a I bit do. like Ophira <laughs> or, or um, Ophelia. Ophelia, who's like. It doesn't turn out well for her. But she is scre- She is yeah. like saying all the truths at everybody, yeah. and nobody no listens to her, to her, so she just kills herself. And so I feel like Punk there's is a better solution. There's a than that. exactly yeah. where you're like, we just gotta find a way to get it out, so yeah. we're not in this like. Yeah. So that you're not just like, am I literally the only person who sees this? I feel like for a lot of other people, it's like soul cycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Punk is better than, than soul cycle. other options. Yeah. Oh, just I'll just w- feel better if I ride this bike Just to, to get nowhere. all the energy. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it doesn't fix anything. Well, but it, but those are the feel. same women. Like when I, yeah. we used to live up near like Forest Hill and you'd see these Lululemon moms yeah. who lived in these mansions that were basically like large buildings, like they right. were beyond homes. Yeah, and they would go to the salon in the morning and have their hair done, and not just cut, just like quaffed. Yeah, and then they would go to so their basically s- paying someone to to just comb your hair, comb for your you hair, oh, yeah. and blow dry it, and then they would go to Starbucks and they'd go to their spin classes, and then they'd go buy a thousand dollar dress to go to some class after charity. you got all that quaffing done. I mean, whatever, who cares? You can go back exactly. Again. But it's a really weird container yeah. that isn't really yeah. like it's not honest. Well, I mean, they have to work their own kind of way to get the, what they're getting. It's a job. It is a job. But it's weird that your marriage and your is a job. Is a life. Yeah. I mean, but like since it, the kingdoms. And the that's kingdoms. it, right? Oh, like we're talking yeah. about the monarchy. Like you it's, look at Trump is like the monarchy. Like that is an old yeah, school a king. big stupid weirdo in charge of a lot of people. Yeah, who's like yeah. literally reasons. insane. Who's person. disgusting. Yeah. yeah, and his wife is like also kind of so put to, yeah like a so, captive. Yeah, so, she doesn't look happy. No, no. and is it, but I I don't know. She looks like someone who deserves it. She looks kind of evil. Just, is it just because of where she's from? I don't know. I don't. Maybe living with those people, I get an it's evil vibe. Just from oh, it's just a disease. It could just be the like massive capitalism, you know, like just, just eating the, like, away at you. You're just surrounded like, yeah. by gold. And the other just thing is like money, somebody who's gone into that money. social contract as That's well. True. Totally, yeah. like you're agreed making... to marry the guy. She's, yeah. she's not like Dharma and Dharma and Greg, happy spirit dancing. Right. Around. Not her. That <laughs> I love to eat peasants too, not be peasants. Right. Yeah, that's they look a delicious. I love dated that show. reference, but it's such but a good okay. reference. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Um, okay. Well, you brought it up a couple times, and I wanted to. Yeah, Dharma and Greg. Great <laughs> no, not oh, Dharma. Great show. 
Nick, you gotta stop toting your fan club. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about what podcast to do next. Oh, oh Nick. Darman and Greg. Darman and Greg. And Nick! <laughs> Look, I gotta love this. Oh, no, you're gonna do it. Does, well, there are so Netflix? many like that, like... <laughs> The, uh, there, it should oh, yeah. be. The <laughs> Office. There are people who just like uh, analyze every the single episode. I can't now. watch it. The Office. I'm trying oh to watch. Oh my god! The... I love the Office I like so it, much, but I haven't. I like the American Office more than I like the British Office. Yeah, yeah the British ones like watching. It's painful. Well, it's just pa- it's so painful. Cringe-worthy. Yeah, it's cringeworthy, which is quite funny. But, but it's the first like... season of the American one is yeah, it's got a lot of cringe. Go past. I gotta that. power through. You or power through. Go it? to just go to season two. Oh, oh okay. there you go. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that sounds good. I'll try that. And it is on Netflix. Yeah, I know. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm like, God, this is podcast it... is sponsored by Netflix. I wish. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to ask you about being a mom and what's oh yeah, that being like? a mom. Yeah, I like how you find that interesting. Like, ugh. What, what do you mean? Do you have kids? A, yeah, I've got two yeah. kids. So I'm like, this, this is... that sounded a bit too much like a, like a real parent. <laughs> <laughs> what's Tell your... me about the joys of oh, what the not fuck the are you joys, the challenges involved ugh. with like doing pursuing your art, but also raising a human being. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think it's a real thing because I mean. I would say when you have a baby, it is life obliterating. <laughs> so it like eliminates your life and then you have to like Put build it back <laughs> up. And that was really true for us because we did. We had a theater company. Right. And uh, and we had a kid and then we were like, uh, we might not be able to eat. So what do we do? Luckily, and so we fully had to like to to reinvent <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. Um, go around one for you but uh, but he's he's been like around like i did a show i produced a show fully pregnant like at like seven or eight months amazing and then the show that adam won his dora for we performed that show when henry was 10 weeks old wow and jeanette was directing and her daughter was a a year or like nine months or something like that. Wow. God. And then I produced another show that I directed with Jeanette and directed another show in Stratford that my mother was in. That's a whole other story. <laughs> and Henry was with me all the way through that. So he was Aww. like 10 weeks, four months, eight months. Um, oh, God. So he, he was just like attached. So right. he grew up and then... Adam's show got produced again, like with the with Theater Press Mirai, but with other actors. Okay. And by then, Henry was like fourteen or fifteen months old, so he has just like been a theater baby. That's right. all he knows. Yeah. yeah, and like he he'll do the thing of like, okay, bye, mommy, have a good show. And yeah, like uh-huh. it's totally used to. I mean, improv really started after he was born, though. I okay. didn't go back to it until after him because. Okay. For me, as a mom, that's been the most, like, individualizing thing. Improv. If that's a word. Yeah, it is now. What do you mean? Like, you get to be yourself I'm, as an individual? I am entirely only me. Yeah. Like, my husband doesn't see my shows mm. because he has to be home with our kid. Right. And my kid isn't a part of any of it. And so it is, like, the one place in the world that I go that is je- I am, like, only You get to exist. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. fun. Yeah. Which that's, is that's fascinating. Fun. That's, like, super Super important. necessary. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, he, and Adam, I think, has, like, always been super supportive of that. And I never really recognized how important it was until I was a mom. That makes sense. And yeah. then was like, 
oh yeah, right, I have nothing that isn't somebody else's. Right. Like your whole body is, yeah. when it belongs to another person, then you're like, okay, yeah, mentally I need to have a thing that's mine that isn't drinking. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm thinking about Pam. I'm just like, geez, what's Pam's thing? Anyway, we'll figure it out. <laughs> that's our sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just, she's got a, what, nine, eight, nine months? 43 weeks. Yeah. It's hard. That first year or three. First three months were disgusting. Three months is crazy. But that's like you. Yeah. That's the hardest. Because you don't. I just remember like every time as we would get closer to bedtime, I would think more, more, more anxiety. Are we going to live? Is anybody going to make it to tomorrow? And then you'd wake up in the morning and be like, we're all alive. It's okay. (laughs) And you get to the very like first birthday and you're like, this is not celebrating that you're a year old. It's celebrating that that you're not dead. Holy shit, I kept you alive for a year. 100%. And like we passed so many. doing way better than all the flowers and plants I've ever owned. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Everything else died in our house, but our kids stayed alive. That's important. And I, I don't think people appreciate the concept, like that, you actually are a hundred percent responsible for life, right. yeah, in yeah, a way I, that yeah. you don't get. Like even, and I think that's part of the existential crisis at forty, where you're like, I can't ask my parents for help anymore because they're veering towards a point oh, where just, I have to take care of them. Yeah, Ugh, yeah, we're getting there. And so then you're like, if I can't, if I don't have my shit together, and they start to need me, yeah. then we're all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's a biggie. Well, Dan's already, like, looking but, uh, after his mom. Yes, yeah, it happens yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing is, like, realizing your parents aren't these mythical creatures. They're like, oh, yeah. they're people who had other people. Yes. Who refused to who get their Who didn't know check. what they were doing. Yeah. Which uh, is, like, you know, it's very improv Yeah, <laughs> it is entirely improv Yes, they, and avoiding death. Yes. <laughs> but I think... Start saving okay, on taxes. But that, <laughs> I think that's the most important thing is, like, whatever success... Because I think about it because you guys call it the constant struggle. And it is... Oh, yeah, the name of the podcast. It is, like, a struggle. <laughs> but yeah. to me, like, if you don't make everything about how much money you make, but you make, like, every decision is about like how fulfilled and happy you are right because we're privileged people who can do that right we have we have water water and we have a place to live and we're not going to starve to death that's right the other people you're probably not listening to this podcast if those aren't the situation but i mean you have to be pretty well off to be listening to a podcast exactly yeah Yeah. time so we're already there yeah (laughs) (laughs) but if you're if you're happy with your choices then you're successful yeah. Well, you have to trick yourself. That's interesting. Be- <laughs> but that's kind of what you're talking about, trick like the pursuit of trying to make it the best version of yourself yeah, that yeah. it can be. be a multiverse. Like, it's just yourself, of yourself oh, yeah, yeah. and your life. That yeah, you and your here. life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's all you can control is exactly. yourself. Yes. And then how you perceive what you're doing is how you feel in terms of fulfillment. I've been finding mindfulness to be incredibly helpful. For it's that. so powerful. Yeah. yeah. There was a time when we were like super, super broke. And I, I mean, that's always, but, but it was a particularly, I keep laughing so hard. Particularly short. I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Cause you know, you stop throwing loonies every time she says that. Yeah. There you go. Woo, I'm going to leave with so many loonies. Uh, tens of dollars. Uh, but Where am I getting these loonies from? I have loonies. I was listening to this, uh, this meditation, like every single day, which was this like man manifesting your destiny which sounds like super cheesy and crazy but oh, man. but it was working oh, like cool. i was listening to it and i would like 
visualize like I need cash I need lots of money and then I would work and like make all this cash or I'd want some like audition to happen or I'd want to book something and then I'd like manifest it and it would happen and it it really was like I really believed it for a solid year I was like this has actually worked and I need to remember that it works because I'm gonna get tired of it and move on and get like negative again and it but it is actually really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's because your goal keeps popping into your, you force yourself to remember what, what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. But that, what do they call that when it's not, when it's uh, affirmations, right? Yes. Those are affirmations mm-hmm. when you're kind of like, I will, I am positive. I am smart. Yes. I am this. I will succeed. I will do this. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the mindfulness stuff because it just helps like, as an improv is, is f- excellent for it, but just helping remember to live in this moment right here and not getting stuck in thoughts about how shitty past times have been or how shitty or worrying future, about the future times. Yeah, exactly. or comparing yourself comparing to it. Like, deal, yeah, yeah the mindfulness thing media, is like yeah. you have to let go of your past and be present because the future is just anxiety. Right. Like it just causes you anxiety. Exactly. Well, you gotta, yeah. To try and live in the future is just. And anxiety. also, there's nothing you could do to predict no. what's gonna happen. So no, you and you well really don't know right what's here gonna happen. And yeah. appreciate what's going on right here because then what you have here will be uh, more positive. And like, <laughs> no matter you... your situation, there's gonna be some goods, good exactly. things in there that you could like if you spend the time yeah, to focus on. Yeah, but you won't it. see it if you don't if no, choose. No, but like if you're doing yeah. the mindfulness, yes, you're like, oh shit, I've. You know, you I could s- listen to a podcast. Yes, you start to have gratitude for like what you have. It's like attitude of gratitude. In, in an gratitude. scene, you just plow through other people, or you can what? just okay. go down. down no, that's not how you do it. <laughs> that's right. And you can follow the fun. Yeah, like that to me is Hashtag like follow the fun. Follow the fun. <laughs> it's like one of the biggest eye-opening like epiphanies that I had coming back to improv. Nice was that, and I don't know if I do it as an improviser. But I want to do yeah. it in my life. That's it's like yeah. follow, follow the fun. Like, what is fun about that thing? Yeah, and follow it and keep taking it as far as it'll go. What I love so coming into contact with non-fun people. <laughs> I was shopping with uh, Catherine's sister, and we were. She was looking for is a, she not a jacket. A fun person? That's not where this is going. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we're at Holt Renfrew. Oh God, the yeah. funnest place on earth. Yeah, uh, looking at the those Canadian goose jackets oh, for like a thousand dollars i mean calm down it's 800 <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, plus tax oh yeah all right with tax <laughs> it's bonkers. um but we were like yeah it kind of sucks that you're getting protested for having the fur and like those coyotes eat cats and dogs i'm like all right they, they probably do I, I can see to the point, but in my head going, but they're farmed. Like, these coyotes yeah. are being grown so Two you can just kill these to put on your yeah. backs. Yeah. And then Shona was going on about, like, you know, it is kind of expensive. And then she counters with, uh, like, you know, it's really well made. Uh, you'll get bored with it before it ever breaks down on you. Jesus. And then, I whatever. We were wrapping down, and then it was like, and, and also, Shona, you got to remember that they're individually plucked feathers. <laughs> For, they're not. Oh, shit. That was the joke. Like, that's why they're so expensive, because they're individually plucked. Like, no reaction yeah. from her at all. I'm like, okay. No, <laughs> no you're not into jokes. She, gotcha. Her job is to believe that this is worthy of selling, right. you know? Like, I just find, I, I'm scared by non-humor people. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I try, okay. 
<laughs> Maybe it was like, a shit joke, but I was like, there's not a lot of joy in that nothing. lady. No, yeah. well, like that, that, that you get, yeah, that you were obviously like, this coat is ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, and the whole experience of being in that store is, <laughs> is ridiculous. ridiculous. Oh, it every is merchant ridiculous. stares at you the whole time. Just judges you. I saw a sports jacket for twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. That's it? <laughs> yeah, it was like a normal sports jacket, except that they had like neon, uh, cheapo material. Why would you need that? It's fashion. Yeah, um, that's, you know, fashion. it looks that's cool. true. That's such a good it's point. a hipstery kind of thing. Oh, like yeah. I mean, I enjoyed like the Maryland Dennis experience, but really, I would never spend. Oh yeah, seven hours <laughs> and however many hundreds of dollars doing your had. hair. Yeah, never ever. How did you get involved with that? We I, lost the bet. I lost the bet. Now I have a friend who uh, I used to work on Stephen and Chris. So right. a friend of mine who was a producer on Stephen and Chris is now a producer at Maryland Dennis. They're uh, like, we need couples. I was like, right. I have a husband. Yeah. They're like we're gonna do your hair, and I was like, okay, but I have headshots, and they're like purple. I was like, all right, okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so how's how's the teaching and the coaching? Like uh, I saw on your website that you. Oh taught. yeah, well I don't do as much coaching as I would like. That's one of those things that I feel like I need to pursue more. Yeah, like what's can you what's the difference? The difference would be like I used to do a lot of coaching with. Um, younger kids who were moving into uh, arts schools and they were like auditioning and so oh. coaching is like individuals yeah, and okay. I as an actor would get a coach if I'm like prepping for an audition or working okay. towards something I so would it's hire like hiring an individual acting teacher to help you in, for a very specific thing okay. versus teaching is the like broad spectrum of things like you have a whole class I have classes different kinds of programs that I design or teach and I like I start seven contracts oh so Monday. the coaching is kind well, of like two Coaching is kind of like touring. It's like tutoring. Little, sorry. Yeah, it's tutoring. Yeah. Okay. But it could be touring too because you can go around. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Seven it's more like touring. Tutor. It is more like tutoring because it's one on one. Where do you do uh, most of your? Well, I'm teaching at Tech and City, yes. but then I also am teaching like an after school kids program, and I'm teaching at um, I'm doing like two residencies at a couple of schools. So oh, cool! I have four different teachers that I'm working with and designing programs through prologue for the arts and the tdsb oh cool what are you seeing with the kids nowadays like like my daughter's doing instagram videos and doing all this editing stuff it's yeah they're amazing. way but they're way more into like making film yeah. content than they are in like live theater oh, yeah. so that part is a bit tricky they might come to it later on yeah i think improv has legs in a way that like theater doesn't because mm. improv is so immediate and that, funny and it's fun and funny yeah. and it, it it doesn't have the same kind of like required commitment in the way that like producing a show does and i i've found this the even costs yeah the costs are, like all the production side of it is more but film is pretty expensive too True. So they, I think they have like an immediate response to seeing something mm. on screens because that's how they consume so yeah. much. Yeah. So there's a joy in like doing the work and seeing it. Yeah. Whereas like, and then, like theater is a it. thing that like disappears into the practice ether. And the, you have yeah, to and there's nothing it. left over. You have to yeah. repeat it over and over and over again and there's no proof that it ever happened. Only the people oh. who go and see it see it. But isn't that nice? It is nice and you could charge people a lot of money for it because it never never happens again yeah but and but you but people don't really like spending a lot of money that's no, why true. they watch netflix instead of go to the no movie I, I mean yeah, like that's true these but, are specific high spending people i have right if you're <laughs> producing soul pepper but also to be fair movie theaters didn't 
you know, help themselves by charging like ten dollars for popcorn. Like that's why people. But that's why they charge that much because it's the only way they make money. Well, it's not an experience that disappears with that. That's a commodity. You can own a movie now. Yes. Yeah. But uh, and you and once you can sit on your couch. And, and watch it like room. this. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you go to a movie theater? Exactly. You know it's what like tricky. bothers me so much when I go to a movie theater now is like people just talk during movies like they didn't. I don't know if I'm like I'm because old they're now. so used to being at like, home. Exactly. They it's treat like, it like it's their living room. Exactly. exactly. And that's it. So that's even worse, right? Because then, like, when you're trying to teach people what theater is and how to be an audience, oh. they don't really get the concept yeah. because they have such limited Wow, exposure. it sounds like there's a generation gap between or the theater-going many. audience and us trying to get... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Huh. It's a whole oh, shift. I never go to the theater. No, you? nobody you? does. I went to see a Norm Foster play last year. Oh, yeah? But that's because there's oh, yeah. the Foster I, Festival. I also went to yeah. go to see a play last year, but that's because my dad's in it. Right. So you have to get my dad into a show. Okay, and then, and I'll then go you'll go. See. Yeah. <laughs> I go to the theater now. Antonis is my date. Aw, because he loves theater. Yeah. Aw, sweet Antonis. My last question to okay. bring it back to uh, band ladies. Uh, what was it like playing the Riv? Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's right. You it's hilarious because Dana has worked there. there for 100 years. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know how much she loved it, but it is, <laughs> it is a fun, it's a cool place it's for that so to take place because it's like, such a, like, famous location. Yeah. Yeah. Special. There's the whole uh, Nirvana, the, the band, the, the show. band, the show, like, so much of their show is paying, homi- like, homage to yeah. the Rivoli. That makes sense. Yeah. It was so fun to play the bass. Like, I worked really hard to learn our song, and uh-huh. it was a really hard song to learn as, like, a first-time song to learn on the bass. Yeah. Oh, cool. And I worked really hard, and then Molly, while we were shooting it, was like, it looks like you're working really hard to oh. play the song. And we but, don't really give a shit if you know how to play the song. We oh, just want okay. you to look cool, so stop focusing <laughs> so much on it. But I was like, but I learned it. Does it work for your character? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but so, it wasn't really shot in any way okay. that was like going to prove that I was okay. hitting the right notes, oh, right. you know? Okay. But I was but like, I so know committed. them. I've got them all. Yeah, like I, my hope is that when we get funding and we go forward and we make the show, that we will make the songs together, so yeah. that we will actually like record a little oh sort of God, mini album yeah. of our music. And that's like another revenue stream. The, the, yeah, I mean, big. I'm thinking band shirts, tens of tour. dollars. That's tens. Yeah, Merch, but that's what baby. I want to do too. Is like, and then we'll do little one-off shows. Maybe the band ladies will actually perform our show at the Rivoli. Oh. Meta. <laughs> it's a thing inside a thing. And I'm done. Okay. Yay. Is there anything that you feel like maybe we missed that you wanted to talk about that you want to bring up? No, Bri, I said I'm done. Wait. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> right through my pen. Oh, it's right there. We covered oh, lots. Good. Oh, good, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for, ta- for letting us yeah, talk, thank you. come here and talk to you. Uh, hopefully we'll put this out before uh, Band Ladies campaign ends. Yeah, uh, but either way, we wish you like the best of success. Yes, with this thank super you. Cool project. I and know. Weren't you supposed to come on the day too? Yeah, Didn't I know. we try and to get you like in it? Snow, was it a snow? It was either the snow. There was or some I reason got, you couldn't come. Yeah, I almost went. And that would have been thing. that would have been fun if I you would have been like, could have been featured. Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> 
Yes. Oh, was that your character? That was like uh, all, oh, that was all basically the everybody yeah, at the like, beginning were like, this, like, this rocks! rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does. It's awesome. Uh, best of luck. Yeah, thanks. And uh, very nice to chat. Yeah, you too. Nice to on. hang out. Struggle on. Struggle on. Struggle on. Yeah. <laughs> that was well, a good talk. Yeah, that was a great, great talk. I can't wait. I hope the series gets made. That would be amazing. I want to be an extra. You know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, but it, it's a really fun. Uh, I hope uh, the listeners uh, take a look at. Uh, I keep wanting to say trailer teaser, and uh, and and just like get those views up. Yeah. So that maybe the show will get made, or they'll get their IPF funding. Kate was a lovely lady. Very nice to talk to her. Very fun chat. I'm nodding a lot right now, which doesn't yeah, which help is, for it this. doesn't help because you can't see it. Nope. But he's nodding. Yep. Well, anyway, thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it would be super helpful if you could rate and review and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, or you could uh, like us. Uh, on Facebook at the Constant Struggle Podcast. Send us some tweets. Follow us on the tweet book. On the tweet book, aka Twitter, at StrugglePod. And we're on Instagram now, oh, also. Yeah, at and we need Strugglepod. to do more photos and stuff. We do have to take more photos. We should at least take a photo right of the now, person of this. that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, should we do it again? Well. Struggle on. Struggle on.